Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, good Saturday afternoon and welcome back to Faith Marketplace. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of the uh, Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Faith Marketplace, we equip equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources and community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Uh, We offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. Here at Samurai Business Group, we put the wind back in your sails. Hey, listen, I wanted to today, we've got two fabulous guests on. This is going to be a coast-to-coast event today. So we have, I want to introduce you to Bill Prostman. He is out in California and calling in today. And then I want you to meet John Krotek, and he's in Virginia. So we've got a coast-to-coast program for you guys today. And both these gentlemen uh, have their own podcast that we'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, first of all, let's get you uh, plugged in here. Um, Bill, you are a consulting educator that has a company called Music Care Incorporated out of San Diego. So let's start with you. What the heck is Music Care Incorporated? Wow, there's a mouthful. Let me do this in 30 <laughs> seconds. So Music Care sure. is about your ability to use music for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Care you give yourself with the music you love. And we teach people how to do that. And then the fun part is helping them integrate, like you do, Bob, with the consultant with Samurai Business. You help integrate that learning into a business environment where it can affect everybody in the shop, right? Wow. That is awesome. You know, I have to say, it's quite unique, Bill. I've never heard of anybody doing that with music. So I think this is fabulous. And I think you're going to get a lot of takers. And maybe through COVID, you've had a lot of takers so far, right? Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of, uh, well, (laughs) a couple of years, I guess, because we were ready, you know, for COVID. And then COVID hit and everybody just went underground. Yeah, no kidding. I love the quote that you shared with me. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them, Albert Einstein. I love that. Yeah, Dr. And so, Einstein. Uh, you know, with this in solving the problems, you've really uncovered something that does help, right? In in on solving problems for people with music, right? It really seems to. And what I love about the Einstein quote is we can't use the same thinking that got us here. And music, of course, is well, there's some thought involved, but it goes deeper, it goes into the emotions. And there's a lot of people who've done work with emotional intelligence. We recognize now that it's the head and the heart. Right. And so engaging music in that way sort of opens up. It innovates our ability to address those problems with brand new um, thinking, actually. I want to call it feeling, but it's both. Yeah. And uh, just a, a little background context, Bill, why don't you share with the audience, how did you come to this place with the music? Well, I've been a piano player for a long time. And being on stage, I got curious what was happening out in the audience. How are people responding and why did they respond in one way and then a different way? 
And fortunately, in the last 30 years or so, there's been a ton of research in that. Neuroscience has exploded and music is the great way to look at imagery of the brain, you know. So mm -hmm. there's been a lot of uh, scientific in interest that supported something that musicians have known all along, which is music is a tool. And if we can learn how to use music more as a tool than as an entertainment you know, feature of what we do when we exercise or relax, if we can bring it into the foreground skillfully. We can really change things. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, that, that's fantastic that the science has really come forward because we, we're getting science around all this stuff, right? I we mean, are, it's been yes. a big mystery at that point in time. We knew that music, I think, had healing properties and some calming properties and all that. But now when you're, and particularly as you bring it into work environments, that has to be so cool, you know? Oh, it's amazing to watch the change that happens in a team or in a leader when you offer them these additional skills. I mean, our leadership skills sort of top out in business school and business school doesn't teach anybody anything about music, <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, I want to shift to your partner here, John. Crotech, which uh, titles himself as a serial entrepreneur. And I think I could vouch for that in the conversations I've had with John so far. He has a company called Green Zone Hero, also Hashtag Planet, and Straight Out of Combat Radio. And both of them, we'll talk about the both of them have a podcast too. So, uh, and John, I want to welcome you in, but uh, man, you've got a lot on your plate here. So, why don't we take these a couple at a time? What's Green Zone Hero? Hello, Bob. Thank you for that. I'm humbled and honored to be here and uh, appreciate your time. Green Zone Hero is an online business directory that allows our membership, it's a subscription base, to bravely and courageously honor freedom in the public realm. Uh, you know, with the counterculture nowadays, people are, are kind of scared to get out there. We allow them and give them tools and strategies to be seen for their virtues and their values. Wow. That is... So what about uh, Hashtag Planet? That's pretty new, isn't it? It is new. We're about 90 days old. We take the pain of merchandising apparel away from the nonprofit leaders that run their organizations. We give a percentage of each sale back to those organizations so they can operate. You know, nonprofits are always looking for funding. And, right. and if, we, if we all had our own nonprofit, we certainly don't want to do the merchandising. And so many leaders get bogged down in merchandising products like apparel and, uh, you know, mugs and coffee cups that it takes away from the mission. So we take the pain of that process away from those management teams and we do it for them. What's the genesis of that, John? Is to how did you come up with that? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, because I was, I was involved with a nonprofit and it seemed like the general manager, the executive director of the nonprofit was always looking for ways to funding knew absolutely nothing about merchandising clothing, but they're all trying to spend their hours and their time taking away from mission from their missions to do that. And I just thought, what a great idea. You know, hashtags are so popular. Every organization has a hashtag. So we have these hashtag shirts where the organization member gets to pick three to five hashtags. We place them on the shirt. Then they, we place their logo, their organization logo on one shirt. And then on one sleeve, and then the hashtag planet is on the other sleeve. And we say, activate yourself. If you truly want to help a nonprofit, buy a T-shirt and help advertise their mission. Oh, man, I love it. That is so cool. Okay, last but not least, this uh, straight out of combat radio. <laughs> what is that about? Oh, my gosh. Thanks for asking. You know, combat veterans always get the raw end of the deal. Every time something happens and it's a veteran, 
it's always, is he a combat veteran? Uh, you know, what's up with him? Was there a gun involved? And what we wanted to do is we wanted to take away the negative perception of combat veterans by actually talking to them on a podcast show, hearing about their background, what bands they like, like taking care of business, you know, and, and, and what they did in high school, what they did in college, what they did in the military, what their transition was like. But even more importantly, Bob, we allow them the opportunity to give advice to veterans who are returning from combat, but also tips to civilians to help understand what combat veterans go through. And I always right. like asking our guests, what does freedom mean to you? I've asked that over 140 times and I get a different answer every time. So freedom wow. means a lot to many people in many different ways. You know, John, I love the quote that you gave. And, it, it, you know, I've never seen this before. And I thought it was so striking to me. Polarization only works in sunglasses, not in sustainable communities. <laughs> and boy, you, you nailed one on that. <laughs> you know, we always focus on our differences. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're in Chicago. You might like the Bears. I was in the Tampa Bay area. Let's just say I like the Buccaneers. And Bill's out there on the West Coast. He might like the Rams. Who knows? Well, no, they're not on the West Coast. But we could fight all day long about certain plays and which team is better. But in that fight, we lose the reality that we love the sport of American football. And so oh, I'm always saying, let's think about our commonalities and not right. our differences. We can work on the differences. But, but thank you for mentioning that quote because I don't know where I pulled that from. It was God-given. And, and let's don't polarize. Let's energize. Let's get our communities working together. Yeah. Hey, uh, what I want to get out of both of you is how in the heck did you two get to know each other being on opposite coasts? <laughs> how about Great Bill? What's your, yeah. what's your story on it, Bill? <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I've discovered that even in the social craziness, there is intention. And I met John because I was looking for podcasts to appear on. And I have some, I do a lot of work, volunteer work with veterans and whatever the algorithm was, it found John and we hooked up and we found we had a lot in common and we started to do not only the podcast, which one was it? It was a different podcast, John, I think. Uh, <laughs> Task Force Zen. Uh, yeah, Task Force Zen. And, uh, and, and we got to them and we both realized we had something to give to the world. And so we eventually joined forces with Aho Radio and it's been uh, an incredible ride, man. And John, I, I'm, I'm just so blessed. <laughs> and John, what's your what's your version of that of that team teaming up? <laughs> same same version, Bob. You know, I was you know on LinkedIn perusing people and networking, and Bill had reached out, and it just so happens that I was working on another project called Task Force Zen, and he he was interviewed. One of the best interviews I've ever had, and I learned all about music care and how science integrates music into this healing journey. And so it intrigued me. And then after our conversation, like we had the other day offline, that we learned that we had a lot in common. And then that was the genesis for the Authentic Human Outlier uh, radio show, the radio network. Yeah. And hold on to that, folks. We're going to get into that one. H.O., you're going to want to hear all about that. But in the meantime, uh, you know, I want you to get out to faithmarketplace.com. We got lots of resources out there. And I want you to text us at 312 210 0603 with the word gift because I got a bag of goodies over here. I'm just jonesing to give away. So I can't give them away if you don't text me. So text me again at 312 210 0603. 
And we with the word keyword gift, and we want to get a gift out to you because we got a lot of wonderful gifts here. Listen, stay tuned. Fasten your safety belts. We're going to be right back with Bill Prosman and John Crotech. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, I'm back here with our special guest, John Crotech and Bill Protzman. And uh, we got Bicoastal going on here. Uh, Bill is out of San Diego, California, and John is down the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Uh, beautiful. Both places are beautiful. I'm envious sitting here in the middle with rainy weather, but, you know, hey, some, we all have to be someplace at some time. Hey, John, I want to start out with you because um, getting digging in the coverage, because you got a lot going on there. There's been a lot of place, but uh, let's just pick one of these businesses you're in that you feel that you want to share with people. Uh, what's the ideal client and what, what's what's the target audience there for you guys? Well, thank you for that question. You know, I'm a true believer in people and I believe that most people have values and virtues still, even in today's digital age with all the things that we read about. And a lot of times they don't have a place to tell people about them. Green Zone Hero, what I believe is, a, is an opportunity for business leaders and managers uh, to like I said a little bit earlier, to bravely and publicly let the world know that they honor freedom. And they honor freedom by presenting uh, (laughs) valuable gifts and services and products to the veteran marketplace. I think there's 26 million plus veterans and they're a buying public. And so, you know, we have Harley Davidson's on there, Mission Barbecue, some of the bigger companies. But we have a lot of mom and pop shops that care a lot about this country and a lot about the people who have served in uniform across all races, across all uh, service uh, branches of service. And so that's the opportunity. Client is somebody that wants to let the world know about their their core value sets. Yeah. So in that situation, in particular Green Zone here, what kind of problems are you solving for on both sides of the coin here? You know, how to reach the veteran marketplace. You know, we all, you know, it's one thing, uh, you know, well, we do things for veterans. Well, how do people know about that? Well, right. by wor- word of mouth or it's embedded on our website somewhere. Nobody sees that. You know, they mm-hmm. might, it might be, you know, a small piece of their website. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to create this online business community where all the businesses across the board are all kind of in the same boat. They have similar value sets. They care a lot about freedom. And more importantly, they care about the people who serve this country. So you don't have to be a veteran-owned business. In fact, we got more non-veteran-owned businesses on there. Yeah. And John, I forgot to give a tip of the hat. Thank you for your service. Uh, you know, Obviously, it's one of the things that you have a core in, and you uh, get this firsthand, and you know what the, the heroes in our country have gone through. So uh, thank you for your service. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. And thank you for yep. yours, too, Bob. Bill. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Let's let this audience know uh, who you're who you're targeting, who's your client, and the audience that you serve. Can I answer that a little bit differently, if you don't mind, Bob? Because yep, I, I'm a problem solver, and and I I don't always approach things through problems, but I think people relate through the the tough things that we have. And if this is you, if you're listening, and this is you, then we probably need to talk. So um, empathy is a big thing right now, but let's break that down a little bit because. What empathy actually means in the workplace is, do you have a kind of cultural cohesion that you want? And if the answer to that is no, or maybe, or I wish it was better, 
uh, we need to talk. That cultural cohesion is so important right now. And it could be a family or, or workplace or something bigger, uh, but that's a big one. We like to be able to help people transform emotion, especially the ones that they don't want. Because who wants to be working around a bunch of angry people if there's a way to transform those emotions into something that's powerful and productive? We like to be able to work with folks who are dealing with DEI right now, diversity, um, equity, inclusion. And music is a great way of being able to not only resolve conflicts, but being, bring those sort of cultural components into the room in a strong way, not a divisive way, but in one that, that lifts everybody up in their culture as a contributor in a positive, powerful way. And then finally, of course, it's really helpful to be able to talk about emotions with a common language. Because somebody will say, well, I feel sad, you know, and it's like, well, there's lots of shades of sadness and maybe you're melancholy or maybe you're grieving because someone, you know, just passed away. Right. How do we get to a common language, you know, where we can talk about things? There are a lot of code words, you know, in, in things like religion. Right. And, and we want to eliminate the code words so we can all talk about things in the same way. And then finally, of course, um, which I love, the, I was talking about being on the stage and watching an audience. Being right. able to read that emotional landscape accurately is really key right now, especially for leaders. But if you're on the team and you're sitting around the table, it's kind of nice to be able to know with some level of understanding what your teammates are feeling and what they're thinking, you know, how it is that they're, they're showing up today. So music care can help in all of those ways. If you're experiencing any of those things, let's, let's get together and talk about it. Well, I assume too also it gives people a different perspective into their workmates or leaders into their employees or workers, right? Because once you know what they gravitate towards or what their tastes are in music, doesn't that tell a little bit more about them? Oh, sure. It's, it's a way of being able to be self-revealing without being uh, self-revealing. There we go with the right. words that mean two things. But to be able to show your teammates in a way that's objective, uh, that doesn't really cost you anything in terms of credibility, say, hey, you know, I happen to like Metallica. Right. And people can look okay. at you funny and they can ask, but it doesn't have anything to do with who Bill is. It's just, oh, that's one of the things that I like. And that opens up the conversation. Right. Exactly. Uh, Bill, since you've been doing this, do you have any examples you could give us about a company or leaders or how they've utilized this? Sure. Oh, so many. Uh, John talked about veterans, and I've watched veterans transform just learning to play a guitar. Ah. Post-traumatic stress that comes from service in the military uh, can be very difficult to let it flow and go. And once you understand that that's an option, that trauma isn't something that's like resident in you, it's a way of being able to open up to growth. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And that traumatic, what we used to call post-traumatic stress disorder has actually now been returned post-traumatic growth. And people recognize in the research in the clinical world that you can use music to transform. And isn't that amazing? Like trauma, I thought I was stuck <laughs> with it for life, but no, you can yeah. open the door and, and let that go. So I've seen that happen in corporate environments as well as with Guitars for Vets, great nonprofit that teaches veterans to play guitar. Yeah. You know, the other thing too, Bill, let's get around the, you know, uh, from a faith standpoint, worship, right? Uh, now oh, worship sure. becomes a different form, but music is a big part of worship, right? Yeah. Can you imagine so, worship without music? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> and, and so how, you know, from your perspective, how does <clears throat> uh, music then connect people to faith? You know, the, the spiritual aspects of music, the stuff that we can't measure, the mm -hmm. inspiration and the consciousness and the when, when music just happens, it transforms people. You don't have to tell them what to do. You've probably seen this. In fact, if you're listening, yep. you've probably seen this in church. Music starts, and sometimes people just spontaneously join hands. Yep. Or remember when we used to do that? Right. And that, that inspiration to connect with other people, 
is a big part of the spiritual value of music, especially in worship, where you're singing songs of praise and you're all about opening up to God, you know, to kingdoms, the higher uh, consciousness that is not just us stuck on the world, right? And music just invites that in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. That's very well said. Um, You know, John, uh, when you look at this audience that you're getting to and so on and so forth, what... um, Obviously, your business is very unique. I think I, I've never really heard of uh, particularly Green Zone, but uh, you know, in hashtag Planet, since this is new, uh, let's give me a little bit of uh, a little bit of perspective of the audience for that. Uh, you said not for profits. Are there any specific ones, or just any not for profit? Just any not for profits. We we try to hone in on the smaller ones. There's there's tens of thousands of nonprofits and all of them, especially now after COVID are struggling for funding and every, you know, hashtags are not going away. Hashtags are with us to stay for a while. And so we know that every organization has a couple, if not up to five, six hashtags associated with their organization. And so when we brand their organization with their logos, they get to choose their hashtags. So, okay. so it becomes a merchandising portal for them, if you will, and becomes a digital decal for their website. They don't have to manage any of it. We take right. care of all the T-shirt production. We take care of all the fulfillment, all the artwork, all of that. It costs them absolutely nothing. And wow. then when we reconcile at the end of the month, we cut a check to the organization based mm-hmm. on the sale of the shirts that came through. So now, they do this kind of as a fundraiser then. So it's a responsibility to market it. They, we, we have certain strategies and stuff that we suggest that they use like the digital decal with the URL that takes them directly to their storefront. Each storefront on the hashtag planet.co website is dedicated to their organization alone. Oh, so, wow. So the website has all of these uh, dedicated storefronts. And as we move forward, we're going to have more than just T-shirts. You know, T-shirts don't go away, but people like hoodies, people like beanie caps. We're going to be getting into more merchandising as we move forward. But the main thing, Bob, is we're taking it away from those management teams. They don't need to waste their time right. trying to figure out how to merchandise their organization. Right. They need to concentrate on their missions, and yep. which is normally in the nonprofits is helping somebody somewhere. And I can't think of, of any better way or a miss your mission oriented thing from a guy from a veteran. <laughs> you certainly understand mission, man. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the guys that's on there is John Preston. And John Preston is a West Coast Marine. What? He's and he he basically hit the charts in Europe with his song Before I'm Gone, which was a post-traumatic stress anti-suicide song. You need to check out the video. But John Preston, I met in Dallas, Texas about three years ago. Actually, was in San Antonio, and we've stayed friends ever since. In fact, he was the one that named my podcast. John is a phenomenal guy. He walked 622 miles from the uh, Bay Area all the way down to San Diego, 22 miles a day for the number of of veterans that that take their lives every day. Oh, my goodness. John's been on there, uh, you know, share the weight, carry the weight. 22 and You is his organization. I love John Preston. I love it too. Hey, folks, stay tuned here. John's got something he's given away, and so does Bill. So when we come back on the break, you got to come back because you're not going to know what you're going to be able to get or or uh, Texas on 
uh, and the reward you're going to get out of this if you don't come back. So you got to stay tuned. You're going to come back here with my special guest today, Bill Prosman and John Kotek. And get out there and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. Uh, we, we launched, it was soft launch of it. We'd love to get your comments on it and also text us. Hey, I love text. Okay, so we're going to right back with my special guest today. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guests, Bill Prostman and John Krotek. And uh, John, I'm going to start off with you because we got to get a little bit in, you know, our faith story in here in our journey. And I've talked to both of you about that. And, uh, uh, and we all come to a certain point in time in life uh, where either, you know, we've walked away or we've come back or what the case may be. So, John, why don't you share what your faith journey has been for our audience? Well, the Lord knows how many mistakes I have made and <laughs> I've made my share of them. And I realize that everybody has made mistakes. I was raised in a fairly strict Christian upbringing. You know, I, we, I, we won't point out any denomination. Here right. Because we're not. We're not here to label anybody, right. but, you know, and, and, and then something happened to me between the third and fourth grades. I was assaulted and I was violated by a neighborhood boy that was much bigger and older than me. And so, you know, I kind of went through the role of being a good Christian boy and, and doing the catechism thing and playing altar boy. And, but I never really believed any of it because I personally thought at that age that God had left. me, And mm. so I, I went through my life, um, you know, love, sex and rock and roll. You know, we've talked about that, but always taking, always being very successful and then always finding a way to undermine it and sabotage it. Mm. And then, you know, go forward uh, to, uh, you know, me being 52 years old and I'm involved in a drunk driving accident mm. and it was, and it was my fault. And the demons of 42 years prior to that came out found myself on the verge of divorce, lost my small business because my business partner, my wife did not want to work with me anymore. And it took a call to a suicide hotline when my wife finally said it was over. And this was on Christmas day in 2015. And uh, I, I was the guy that made that call. And that young person, female lady on the other side, literally taught me off the ledge. And I realized that the power of God is what kept me there, but also it was going to be hard work to come back. And, you know, it was a long journey back. And I finally got the card that I cherish a week before Thanksgiving, almost a year later, where my wife said that she had called off the divorce and, you know, God intervened. And unfortunately, my mother-in-law got hurt, slipped, broke a hip, broke a shoulder. And my wife had to separate from me and move to Virginia. We were in Florida at the time. And it gave me some time to reevaluate a lot. And when mm. she said that she had seen a change in me, she wanted to stay with me the rest of her life. Um, wow. Very impactful. Yeah. I hit my knees and I felt like I'd finally earned something in my life. And, and it wasn't easy. And, and I know that there's people out there that are struggling. And, and I use my mistakes to be able to relate to people because you're going to make mistakes. We're human. And yep. Trust me, you're not the only one that's going to make a mistake. And there's people out here like Bill and like Josh and like you, Bob, that want to help people get back on track. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ. And and without without that faith, I would I would not be here. There's no way. That's I'd be great, here. Bill. You, you, you said it, John. And, and, and uh, that's a powerful testimony because you 
you came back to your point, just like other vet, you're at that point of taking your life. And through the only redemptive and salvation power of the Christ, you know, that, that you were able to make it back and make it back in a bigger and better way, save your marriage. And now look what you're doing. <laughs> I can't tell you guys. I'm so thrilled to have these two gentlemen on today. Bill, let's talk about your story, buddy, and your faith journey. You know, John and I have a lot in common. Uh, I, too, grew up in a pretty traditional Christian sort of family, although my particular branch of Christianity wasn't one that was widely accepted. And so when I found myself in a Christian high school, um, I was an outlier. I was just out, way out on the fringes. Until that time, I had never been to an altar call or anything like that. And I, I had the opportunity to participate in some of that stuff. And I thought, you know, there's something that's alive about okay. my, my fellow students here that I don't have. And uh, fast forward all of that through two marriages that had to end and becoming an empty nester, both my kids gone uh, from the house, no pets left. You know, it was just like that moment came to me on um, the Labor Day weekend, the Friday of Labor Day weekend in 2007, where I found myself um, feeling suicidal. Mm. And, and I didn't want to do anything about it, but I had that feeling. And I know because of my music care practice that I could make a choice. And the choice that I chose at that moment was to sit down with some headphones and listen to music and mm. to allow that very deep, unsettling, uh, end it all kind of emotion to well up. And it did. And I wept. And um, I've looked at that experience since as the pivotal point in my sort of faith journey. It's been a lot of years since then. And it didn't hit me all at once, like bang, you know, Saul on the road and the, you know, right. giant light. It sort of crept up on me. And what crept up on me over the intervening years was that, you know what, there's a lot to this thing called kingdom mm -hmm. and that I have a place in it. And to be able to welcome that place more consciously, more fully is my purpose here. And yep. I found also through the years that playing music for audiences, you don't get just one religion in the house. You know, you get all kinds of people listening to you. Right. And, and that mirrored my past because I've had the pleasure of experiencing many different kinds of faith uh, from Judaism and Buddhism to Christianity and all of its forms and flavors. Um, I haven't any kind of depth of experience with Islam, but I can see the beauty of conviction that exists across all of our religious faiths that I've encountered. And it's such an incredible thing. And it reminds me of the beauty of music that touches everybody in their own way. And so um, over the course of time, I've gotten to this place where I look back on that suicide moment as the pivotal moment where something touched me. And that's something that felt like music was actually God coming mm -hmm. to me in a way that I could grasp and hear and understand and realize was my moment of transformation to take the invitation to come into the kingdom. Yeah. And I, I've used that moment to, to enliven me ever since. Yep. And and what I've particularly grown uh, very <clears throat> cognizant of with you, Bill, is your emphasis on love, because those are the two greatest commandments. And really, you have grasped that in a big way. Love the Lord your God, which you do, and then love your neighbor. And that's how you're giving back through your music, through your gifts, right? Yes. Uh, both of you guys are, are really profoundly giving back uh, with your gifts that God has given you. And uh, you realize that, and, and you're giving it that way. In the remaining minutes, what I want to do is lock in on your podcast. Let's talk about authentic <laughs> human outliers. So who wants to go first? <laughs> oh, man, I'll grab that one. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it short, John. Yeah. There wasn't a place before AHO Radio, Authentic Human Outliers Radio Network. There was not a place where people could show up as who they are. Everybody's got a mask. And... 
both John and I have learned that taking off that mask for a minute and being able to be safe in that place, to, to talk from your heart, to speak about who you really are, to ask the hard questions is so important and, and vital to our world today. I mean, nobody talks about love, but we talk about authenticity. That's the buzzword, right? And under that, what we mean is that we really are human beings who really do care for ourselves and for one another in ways that are beyond the mask, you know, that, mm -hmm. are, that are vital and that are, that are part of how we go forward. And to be able to do that in safety is what Aho Radio is all about. I, yeah, yeah awesome. I, I, I second all that. And, and, you know, honesty works if you let it. And, you know, it's okay to be honest. And, 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 and honesty, like Bill just said about authenticity, you know, it's a buzzword for people. But what we live it, we breathe it, and we, and we love being around people that, that truly want to be that authentic, honest person. You know, why fight? Why not look for solutions instead of just adding more noise? To the rabble and Aho Radio for both of us with any of the interviews that you may have listened to, we just want to have a very relaxed atmosphere and talk about real subjects without the condemnation or the judgment or the canceling that we so often see. You know, let's be brave, let's be courageous, let's be out in front, but in a positive way and not in an arrogant way. Yeah, I love that because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, that's how I got introduced to these guys. Uh, through a friend of mine uh, that invited me to listen to the podcast because he was interviewed by both Bill and John. And I was so, it was so refreshing you guys, because it was just free flow, but it was very authentic, you know, and it was, it was wonderful. So I wanted to get you, what, what's the, how do they, can they listen to you guys? It's on a YouTube channel. Now you can go to YouTube and just plug in authentic human outlier radio, Aho radio, a dot H dot O dot radio network. And That's they're all fabulous. right there. Yep. And, uh, and so real. Oh, I'm going to throw this at you, Bill. Why do you think people can't be authentic? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they? Well, I think we can be, but we're taught not to be. Like specifically, ah. we're given instruction to say, do it this way. And, and that, for someone like me, uh, really interferes. I mm -hmm. found that for myself. When I was working at IBM, I'm an authentic guy. And even back then, when I was in my late 20s, um, I realized there was something that didn't fit. You know, I could put on the suit and the rep tie and I could look like an IBMer, but I, there was something that wasn't quite right. And I paid attention to that. And okay. IBM's a great company. You know, it's an amazing place. Yeah. And when I, when I left on my own free will after trying so hard to be there, um, that was hard, but it was also genuine. It was what I really felt. I felt I had a, a better fit some way and that, that somebody else needed to be <laughs> in my chair, you know, to do the job that IBM wanted, but it wouldn't be me. Right. What, what's the fear, uh, John, of, of somebody being authentic or being honest? Well, I, I think the fear is ridicule and not being accepted. You know, uh, most people, you know, I believe this wholeheartedly that people, most human beings are creative. And isn't it amazing how when you're in the first, second, third grade, how inquisitive you are and how you just grasp everything. And by the time you're a senior in high school, you have that beat out of you and not necessarily in a physical way, but in a societal way. So I think right. the fear, the fear is not being accepted. And, you know, I wonder how many people took business classes in college when they should have been taking art classes or right. music classes or something, <laughs> you know, because society says do business or do it this way. And then okay. we lead a life of frustration and we're never fulfilled. Okay. Listen, we got to get out there, folks. You got to text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword human. And Bill is giving away eight hard copies of his book. 
And then uh, from John, you got to get out there and text me again at 312-210-0603 with the keyword HERO. And he is going to give you three free one-year business memberships to Green uh, Green Zone HERO. That's a $499 value, $500 value uh, that you're going to get for free. So again, keyword HERO. Uh, at that text number, and then with Bill Protzman, human, and he's going to give five copies of the book out. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, I can't believe how fast I was. Hopefully you had your safety belts uh, fastened. Well, listen, we're going to roundtable a subject called Mentoring with Love, but before we do that, I want to make sure you get connected to Bill Protzman and John Krotek. And so, as I said before, you got to text us at 312-210-0603 with the keyword HERO. And John is giving away three free one-year business memberships to Green Zone HERO. And John, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Uh, two ways. You can email me, jcrotech, K-R-O-T-E-C-5-9 at gmail.com, jcrotech. 59 at gmail.com or my cell phone, 941-400-7333. All right. And Bill Protzman is going to be giving away a free gift, his book. He's got uh, five hard copies of his book. You want to use the keyword human. Again, text us at 312-210-0603. And Bill, what's that book about? Oh, that's about incorporating spirituality and your culture at work. Uh, I love it. <laughs> what a great subject. And how are people going to get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, Instagram will get you to me at Music Care Quest, just like it sounds. M-U-S-I-C, new word C-A-R-E, new word Quest, Q-U-E-S-T, because this is a process. It's a quest. It's not just a destination. So Music Care I Quest love on it. Instagram. You can always call me to uh, 800-785-8596, toll free text or call 800-785-8596. That's wonderful. You can tell these guys are pros at what they do. So listen, we're gonna we we came up with this mystery uh, subject, and it's called uh, mentoring with love. Okay, uh, John, let's start with you. What does that mean? What does mentoring with love mean to you? Well, it means there's a song by Nazareth called "Love Hurts," and I'm sure that many of your listeners have probably heard it. And and love doesn't have to hurt. Love is a sincere feeling that you have for a fellow human being, and. We had talked about this earlier, that there's a whole new generation of business leaders out there who could use some love. And, you know, often we're, we, we grow up in today's techno world without that human element of love. Mm. You know, everything's about digital this and digital that, metric this and metric that. What do your analytics look like and how much love is in that conversation? Right. right. How about, hey, Bill, I love you, man. Tell me how your day's going. And, you know, we, we can impart tips to these to the younger generation. That's real love right there. Absolutely. Amen. How about, how about your take, Bill? I know you're a, a lot about that with your music and everything else. How, how do we bring love into mentoring with these young people? It's really, actually, it's <laughs> biblical. Uh, and I'm sure there's probably other religions that have this same kind of perspective. But, you know, God isn't a what. God's a how. Right. And kingdom is how. And, and if you can figure out how, you got it, man. It's, it's not about metrics. It's not about measurements. It's not about evidence. It's about how you do this and how you do this is with wisdom. And that mm-hmm. wisdom is the wisdom of, of, of your deep convictions, right? So right. that's where love comes in. 
okay. you know, how, how do you, how do you ring the love meter? Well, you ring the love meter. If you want to be ringing the love meter by showing it like John, you were saying by reaching out. And I use, I use the question. So what's the song on your heart today? Mm-hmm. And that's a great conversation opener because it gets right to the heart, gets right to the love. And <clears> when you connect that way, the human way, all of the conflict goes away, at least for a minute, it goes away and you can get to somebody as a real person. And you know how, how uh, you know, this subject is deep with me because the simple fact, I think that as business leaders and more mature business leaders, we really have to lift up these young, uh, particularly Christian leaders, you know, in a tough world right now, we have yep. to, li- li- we have really have to live them, lift them up. And one of the things that I do know about this younger generation is they've had a lot of happy talk from leaders uh, that, that are talking one way and they're walking it a different way. And so they're highly skeptical. And what I want to encourage leaders to do, just like what Bill and John are doing, is you have to walk this. They've got to see you living it. And so if you do believe in those first two commandments, the greatest commandments, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, it's going to manifest itself in the walk. Uh, I've had several people, and that's how I came to faith, was three guys that was about their walk, not the talk, because I didn't even know they were Christians, that actually led me to the Lord. Because the way they showed up, the way they treated people, how they talked to people, how they were respected. And that was all basically about their walk. Uh, you know, it wasn't until later they connected the dots and these guys are all Christians, you know. So um, that's what the encouragement I have out there. John, you know, in your particular case, when you are working with younger veterans and you're trying to lift them up and, 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 and show them a faith walk, uh, what are the kind of things that you incorporate into doing that? Prayer, you know, <laughs> prayer and prayer and everything. And, and it's okay to pray. It doesn't have to be done in a dark closet away from everybody. It doesn't right. have to be out in public either. It, you know, it's a personal conversation that, that Bill just mentioned, conversation, real conversation, you know. And how, many, how often have you been out to lunch somewhere and everybody at the table's on their phones and they're not really engaged in conversation. They're engaged in text con- conversations and they're not even talking to each other. So I try to put away the digital technologies and get down one-on-one, not necessarily in somebody's face, but have a real down-to-earth conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Conversation means so much, and we've lost a lot of it because of these technologies. I mean, yep. when you can really converse with somebody on a heart-to-heart level, I can think of no greater love than that. And be concerned for that person. You know, B- Bill, how can we have authentic conversations that are uh, both truth and love? Wow. To get to that, I'd say that the answer is probably inclusive inclusion, DEI, okay. um, diversity, ed, in, diversity, equity, inclusion, is the wonderful Latin word for God, DEI, day. And mm. if that isn't just like a, a a wide open eye kind of a thing to me, I don't know what is. So if we're going to do that and we're going to try to do it without God, we got a problem. But if we decide that God's too big for any one religion, and we start to wrap our arms around people in a way that is human to human that shows our affection and our acceptance, we can get there. Yeah, exactly. And for me, you know, again, because of the practice I'm in and I coach and teach, it's always about the other person. I always like to start on the other side of the table because when you really get to know somebody is when you engage them in a conversation about themselves. And then you start to peel that onion, you know, like psychologists and psychiatrists are, are you know, taught to do. Is to what is what's really the essence here? When we peel away kind of this social kind of thing and these yeah. armors and these barriers that we put up, and you said it well before, Bill, the mask that we all put on and all those things, how I see that stuff start to peel away. And to your point, now we're getting down to human. 
that's the only way that we're going to be able to touch people with love if we can get to that human side. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Got to. Yeah. And, and touching them with love doesn't mean that we have to speak in terms of love all the time, right? Yeah, to me, it's really when you're authentic, you really pay attention. You show that you care by how you're engaging with people, by the kind of questions you ask of them that demonstrate to them that you really care. And then, I, as I shared with a lot of people, and again, it's a practice I'm in, God gave us the natural process with two ears and one mouth. There you go. Ask great questions and then shut up and listen. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I share with my clients, if you do those two things, buyers will tell you everything you need to know to help them to buy from you. And it's the same thing with our faith walk. People will tell you everything you need to know to be able to give your testimony, to be able to illustrate to them that you genuinely care and you genuinely love people and them. And as and also as far as our Christian faith goes, you know, we are supposed to be disciples. And we're out there really to spread God's gospel and his word. But in a way, to your point, you both you guys are experts in an authentic way, a caring way, and a loving way. Because really, when you look at it, Bill, and you said it best many times in my conversation with you, that was what Jesus was about, right? right he was there. all about that. And so we're living in tough times, and I just applaud both you guys for doing I can't thank you enough. We're running out of time, and I can't believe it. It always goes fast, guys. So I want to, again, uh, thank my special guest, Bill Prosman. He is the uh, consultant educator with Music Care Incorporated. Go out and check it out. And then uh, also John Krotek, he's a serial entrepreneur. He's got so many things going on, but the best thing here is Green Zero Zone Hero and Hashtag Planet. Go out and check those out. Again, thank you, guys. This was a terrific show. I can't wait to get this one broadcast and get it out to everybody, and uh, hopefully you'll share it with your audience too. This is Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace Radio. We'll be back here next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock on AM 1160. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.